Hello, drug dealing bookers. Here we are. I'm Cheryl. Kanisha. And Sherilyn. And here we are on our fourth full episode of Drug Dealing Bookers. Yes, ma'am. Woo! And we are feeling good. Feeling really good. Talking about Tanisha's book. But first, I want to give a shout out to the wine we're drinking. We're drinking a local winery, the Pacific Northwest. Cougar Crest. Go Cougs! Woo! Oh my God. Cougar Crest Anniversary Cuvée. This is a 2014 vintage. What do you think, girls? I like it. I like it. I like it too. It's kind of sweet and it doesn't have that tannin taste where it leaves your mouth really dry. Right. Sometimes with red wine, and this sounds really um, juvenile of me, but sometimes I have to pound the first glass. Oh, to then <laughs> so like, really appreciate well, it. Well, no, I like it'll just the first glass sometimes is difficult a little bit. Like some wines mm. are difficult to drink the first glass, so I feel like I pound it, and mm. then the second glass is always smooth no matter how crappy the wine is. Like I just love it. But this wine, like, yeah. so if I can drink a glass where the first glass is enjoyable mm-hmm. and it tastes great, I'm, I know it's great wine. Yeah, yeah that means it's good. good. Wine. Yeah, yeah, yeah this I really is a like good it. wine. I like it. Spared no expense. It was fifteen dollar. Just kidding. I don't know how much it was. <laughs> Thank you. We are so excited to all be here with you guys. Yes. Um, we're hoping that you're checking out our other past episodes and um, liking the weekly fixes. We've been trying to kind of bring something to you guys every week. Um, so if you're following along reading, you have a chance to kind of hear what we're thinking about the book as we go. Mm-hmm. And we're following along on Facebook and our Instagram. Um, and soon we have a couple exciting things. We're hoping to start a YouTube channel. We will see how much content we upload on there. <laughs> uh, but we are looking forward to doing that shortly. So make sure to check us out, Drug Dealing Bookers, Facebook and Instagram. Yes. So now to the book. So this one I chose... And it's called The Power, and it's by Naomi Alderman. Um, So we're going to try and format this a little bit differently so that hopefully people can follow along a little bit better. So I wrote a summary of what happens in the book. So total spoilers. So if you haven't read the book, this is the book in, like, super fast form. So get ready. Skip this if you haven't read. And go. Okay. So the book begins with correspondence between a male whose name is Neil and then a female named Naomi. So Neil is requesting Naomi read and edit his book, which he does a lot of archaeology and history about what they call the Great Cataclysm. And um, instead of writing like a dissertation, he decides to write it more as a novel or novelization. So then starts the book. So we begin the story and it starts with a countdown. It goes, you know, 10 years to go. Uh, So it's sort of a countdown through the book and you're saying, oh, to go to what? Well, it's to go to women taking over in Armageddon. Yay! (laughs) So how does this happen? (laughs) Well, um, all of a sudden, some, the teenagers, female teenagers between like 14 and 16 years old, they begin having this ability to shock like an electric eel by using this never before noticed muscle across their collarbone and they refer to it as a skein and they sort of like twist it and it creates this like electrical current. Um, The younger females 
can activate this muscle in older females so that the young and the old can kind of have this power. So, and then each female's power or their skein is a little bit different in strength and endurance and control. So they're all not created the same. So in the beginning, this electrical current is used to free women from oppression. So I'm talking about sex trade victims, abusive situations, harassment, etc. cetera. Uh, but it quickly turns to being kind of reverse roles where, you know, women start using it as a form of aggression and, you know, men get raped and they sort of just power goes to their head. So the people population become afraid of young women and women in general. And so there's this faction of males and different governments that are trying to come up with weapons against them so that they can fight. So the U.S. stance in this, good old USA, uh, <laughs> they created like training camps uh, called North Star to teach girls to not be afraid of their power, but how to control it. But at the end of this camp, they like use them like mercenaries. They send them out to fight. So it's very interesting. Um, so they're shipped off once they graduate. Um, there is a female led nation that crops up called Vesperia. And uh, they're kind of shipped over there to do a war thing. Um, there is also a religious movement that takes um, root because they sort of rewrite and interpret the Bible to be, you know, a lot of religious thought is that God and Jesus are the same. So when God came down to earth, it was in the form of Jesus. Well, their take is, no, God came down to earth and was Mother Mary. So then this whole thing is that Mother is God instead of like Jesus it's like the feminine side and so the worshiping switches over to the mother and their kind of icon is a like Mary with like eyeballs on her palms for the power um and she's the one that's given women the right to this power because she wants them to correct all the injustice in the world type thing okay so in the end, they all go to war and kill each other. Great, the world starts anew. Okay, that's that. So we are able to follow this plot by looking through various perspectives. So I'm just gonna quickly go through the main characters. So there's Allison, also called Allie, also called Eve, also called Mother Eve. <laughs> so <laughs> that's all one person, okay? Uh, Confusion. <laughs> are you confused yet? All right. So she was abused by her foster parents. She killed her stepfather and hears a female voice in her head. She cray cray. So that voice in her head guides her because she's the prophet character sort of. And um, she has super control over her ability and she's able to perform miracles by unblocking um, issues people have such as not being able to walk, see, hear, and to fix their skiing power that isn't working properly by sending like tiny electrical currents through them. And so since these miracles are made, she becomes kind of this religious figure and this religious movement um, startup. So she's trying to end the current world so that the new world can begin and succeed so that the women can win. Yay. Next character, we have Roxy. She is a part of a family. She's a female character, part of the family of a crime, sy crime syndicate. 
She's considered the warrior in this tale because she has limitless power. And she's the only one that they know of that has limitless skiing power because it never gets tired. So, she creates a drug that's mixed with cocaine and boosts the power of the gift, but it makes girls go cray-cray. So, they start picking on boys and killing people just for fun. So, she's also betrayed by her father and brother who capture her and transplant her skin into her brother. So, then she has no power and boom, goes into hiding. So when the war starts, she has a bunker, and so she's assumed to be kind of one of the survivors at the end. Uh, next is Margot, a politician. Boo, boring. Okay, she starts as a mayor and then becomes a senator by the end. Um, her whole thing is that her daughter's power is really erratic, and she's having a hard time controlling it. So she's wanting to find a way to help her. So she's the one that actually creates these North Star camps for girls to practice because she's hoping it'll help her daughter. Um, but she's also part of the the team that like creates this mercenary situation where she gets paid to send Pete like the, these girls out. So her daughter gives her the gift, but she hides it. But eventually, because of that gift, she becomes like goes higher up in the the political setting. So her daughter dies, and then she gets really pissed and decides she's gonna burn the place to the ground, meaning the people that they're fighting against these guys that are trying to shoot rubber bullets at him or whatever okay so the last main character is a reporter named tunde is that how you guys said his we name tunde's good we'll say tunde so he's the very first person that gets a video of this new power in action and so it kind of boosts his fame he travels the world getting videos and he's able to go to various incidents and do a lot of interviews with uh, leaders of different countries uh, he ends up in the female nation ruled by Tatiana. Again, the nation's like Vespara. And um, they put a lot of heavy restrictions there. So he kind of flees and he heads north, but he finds a cult that hunts men. And then he's saved by Roxy because she was in hiding. And then they sort of do it, even though they're all messed up and broken. And then he invites her to our bunker to be a survivor. Okay, side characters. There are only a couple. So Tatiana, she's again the female nation leader who goes crazy with power. Jocelyn, who is Margot's daughter, and she dies by Roxy's brother, Daryl, when he has a scheme. Because Daryl kills her with a little scheme power. So Daryl, who stole Roxy's scheme, um, gets murdered after he kills Jocelyn by his drug factory workers. And they're all female. So they saw him, like, use this power against women. And they're like, no way. Okay, so at the end of that, great. Then it goes back to this correspondence thing between Naomi and Neil. And she kind of goes about how, how, like, oh, what, man, warriors. You're crazy. This is a crazy idea. And she's unsure that the book will be taken seriously, even though... Neil has a like smattering of archaeological evidence throughout it. He has pictures and, and explanations. And he also has this top secret information and document about why these schemes came about. And it happens to do with some chemicals that were put in the water during the war to protect people against gases. So anyway, she then recommends that he think about publishing the book under a female name in order to give it more legitimacy. So you figure out, I guess, by then that this is like super in the future, mm -hmm. basically. So that's the summary. Does that make sense? Did I cover everything? 
I am really glad you did that. I wish that me I too. Had, had someone tell me that before I read the book. Like, I feel like in a lot of the times when we've reviewed books, mm. like, we've maybe ruined it for you where you might not want to go read the book now because we just basically told you everything. I feel like we're helping anyone who yes. wants to read this book. Yes, Because I agree. following it, like, was the hard... I've never had a book that was so incredibly hard to follow um, I feel like if somebody had just yeah. taken the time to give me that five minute synopsis, it would have made so much more sense as I was reading because it is so hard to follow. I completely agree. And, you know, I actually got this after I read the book. I went back and read the first few chapters and I sort of skimmed the book again because I was completely confused, too. And that is frustrating. I shouldn't have to read a book one and a half or two times in order to understand what exactly. Going on. That's my that was my whole thing too. And so I finished the book finally today because I had my voiceover from my phone read mm -hmm. it to me at extra fast speed. And so I just finally kind of got through it. And I'm just thinking, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and I did not get it. And then you started to explain to me, Tanisha, how oh, well, this took place after the cataclysm, basically. Right. And so if I had known that before, so now that you've told me that, I kind of want to go back. Well, I don't really want to go back and read it because, my God, I slogged through that whole thing. It was yes. all I could do to get myself to get through it. But now I yeah. kind of want to. I, know, I wish I, I could. I, I wish I could, but I don't want to. Yeah. I wish she was a lot more clear about that this was a story that was written because it was just confusing the whole thing was just confusing i even still have a hard time explaining what like what she did because she had these this correspondence between the two people at the beginning but it was so short and sort of weird that i was like i was that about anything did i read a prologue like yeah. it was really confusing i was just it didn't make sense I didn't realize it was in the future because when you're looking at these pictures of the archaeological facts, right. it just says 500 years ago, a thousand years ago. And so you don't realize that it's like the future future. And, it and just, I didn't know yeah. because part of that was because I didn't know was this book supposed to be completely fiction or was yeah. it supposed to be sort of a historical fiction or I mean because those pictures could have been just complete fiction you know yeah. just a science fiction thing you know yeah and I didn't question it so yeah I wish I would have known that it was supposed to be in the future I yeah. think if they would have set up the book better like yeah. it like at least having a here's the year and you had right. a year timeline to follow. Oh, that's a great idea. That would idea. have been way easier because yeah. then I would have initially known that we're yeah. in the future reading about something that happened in the past right. and that it's not an alternate reality of what we're going through now. Or yes. post-apocalypse or post-Armageddon or post-cataclysm yeah. or something. Like I, the countdown was really confusing. I didn't understand what was happening. I thought I it was don't. written at today's. Yeah. I thought it was written at today's date. Like, I thought it was, like, modern yes, time. Yes. And then the, the beginning part did not explain enough. Like, I literally was so angry and frustrated the whole book. And then I got to the very end, and I started reading those correspondences. And then I was like, who is Neil and who is Naomi? Like, I sat there, like, screaming in my head. Like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> who are these two people? Great. Two more characters that I couldn't keep up with. I am an idiot. My ADD is crazy with this book. And yeah. then... Um, I, all of a sudden it hit me. I'm like, wait, the author, the author, the author's name is Naomi. What, what is going on? And so then I got to the end and then I was like, okay, 
don't get this. So then I was like, I'm just going to start the book over again, even though it was painful to try to, like, mm. read the beginning part. Then I got to the beginning and was like, oh, there's letters here at the front. Like, they were so insignificant that yes. I didn't even remember that, that I had ever right. read them. Right. Like, yes. it was shocking. And then, and so today I had to give Cheryl pep talks because yeah. uh, she hadn't finished it yet. And, and it's been painful um, to say, Beyond. when you get to the end, go back, start over again, and it'll all make sense. And yeah. you shouldn't have to do that in a book. And you shouldn't no, have to say that should just never. So no. Tanisha gave Sherilyn a, te- a pep talk. Mm. Just keep going. Just keep doing. Just, just get push. through it, just and you'll understand. It. It. And you shouldn't have to tell no. somebody just get through it. I'm like, oh, the I ending really. sort of helps it to make sense. But you're completely right. They should have put years on there, or they should have said like ten years to go till Armageddon and mm-hmm. the new beginning or something, so that you knew where it was going. Because yeah. I was. Yeah, I kept thinking it was in now time, and the history he was talking about was our history, and these were new artifacts that they found. That's what I thought, and then yes. I was like, "Are they real? Like, yes. are these real artifacts?" I know that sounds ridiculous, but I kept you start them, googling. Like, I know, like, were these real artifacts they found, and then that's where they came up with the concept of the book? Like, I was yeah, no. my brain was everywhere else besides the book. Well, because you were trying to make sense of it, I did the same yeah. thing. I was like, "Is this like an alternate thing that maybe they?" found stuff no it was the same thing because i was thinking my time passed instead of thinking future now do you mean like that what no i don't know what you mean i don't know what this book means i still don't and i (laughs) i think that our readers by how active i've been online on our social platform shows you how interested in this book i was I kept sitting there. I literally read this book in 10-page increments. I would, like, do 10 pages, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. I am dying. I can't handle this anymore. My brain is freaking out. None of this makes sense. What do you mean? And so every chapter is broken to, like, the different characters, one of Mm -hmm. the different characters. And so you might go five chapters before you read about that character again. Yes. And so then I'd be like... Wait, okay, now what who is happened? That? And what who were is they doing that? Again? And what are they and doing? Why do and I even care? You jump back into it. And you're like, wait, wh- who was Tatiana? Like, I was so confused by the Tatiana lady. I'm like, who yeah. is this? Why is she president of some female nation? And what's Besapara or whatever it was? Oh my like, god! And I still don't yeah. understand the Mother Eve thing. And who was she talking to? I mean, I understand that it was supposed to be God or something, but. Was it God, or was she crazy, or was yeah, like, she on drugs, was it or what? A real... What is this about? So that yeah. was probably my favorite part of the book, was the Mother Eve, because yes. okay. I thought it was really neat to, because uh, I just think that that's what would happen is you would have somebody who would use that power to control the masses mm-hmm. and pull like a Manson on people, like a Charlie Manson, like follow me, and I think yes. that that's kind of what she did was kind of create this like group following of women power and like oh it's this greater power and 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 make it a new religion yes. about women and celebrating women and i think that that was almost the most interesting part and that fizzled out like it was yeah. going really strong in the beginning i thought that she was going to be the one that would go crazy and do crazy things yeah and it built her up a whole bunch in the beginning like oh there's this new following and roxy found mother eve and roxy's yeah. the most powerful and they're going to do crazy stuff together that's what yes and so it built them up like they were going to come together and join and i thought oh yeah this stuff's gonna going down it's gonna be good yeah. like we got this crazy prophet lady who's hearing voices and we have this most powerful chick and they're yeah. just gonna like burn the world like what yes. is going on and then they like petered out and then tatiana came in i'm like oh 
I know. And, and I then, liked how it talked about in other countries about yeah, different things happening. But yeah. I thought that they were the main characters. And I they petered out really bad. I was really disappointed. Like, Roxy's warrior moment was them flooding the house. And when the police came to take the girls out, that she electrified the water. So then it electrified them. Oh, That's yeah. your warrior moment. And then you go home, like, across the ocean. What? Yeah. <laughs> See, my favorite character was Margot, still, the politician, because mm. I kept thinking, oh, what's going to happen with the politician who yeah. has the power, and it's a woman politician, and I kept trying to think, oh, I hope she expands on this idea of a woman being a politician in yes. power, and how is she going to use that power? Is she going to go crazy with it, or is she going to just use it and, I, I don't know, use it in a good way? And then... She just was nothing. Yeah. Then you just kind of didn't hear anything more about her. You know, I loved, she was the one, I loved her at first because I was like, yes, she's trying to be like, don't be afraid of your power. We need to train these girls for control. Like, we don't need to hide from them. We just need to teach them control so that they're not accidentally hurting people. Right. So I thought that was amazing. And I was like, oh, this is so great. And then it sort of went off into this like militant thing. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. And then I was like. I guess you're getting money and stuff from it. Yeah, like, it I don't... seems different than the character she built. It yeah. seemed like she built this character of virtue. Yeah. Who she believed in, like, being... Her. She she believed in a position she held. Yeah. And she seemed empowered. And, like, she was going to further help women and help them, like, change over into, like, accepting this new power. Yeah. And then it seemed like all of a sudden she became this greedy greedy and I understand that there's changes but like the part I love the most about her was when the um so she had this counterpart named Daniel who was this other politician sniveling who was awful and always against her and trying to get her out of her position yeah and he decided to create a test where they they could test the women in um, government to see if any of them had their skein awoken and if they did they shouldn't be able to hold office because mm-hmm. now they have this advantage yeah. um, and I could totally see that happening and I was yeah. really into that plot line I'm like yes yeah. and she basically figured out how to control hers enough to where she was able to pass this test and basically what this test would do is it would wire her up to electricity and it would keep jolting her and her skein is supposed to respond to that jolt mm-hmm. so then it would let them know if she has that and he turned it all the way up to a level 10 and she was able to control her so they didn't think she had hers awoken. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. Right. And so that's and where then, I thought, oh, that's going to go on because yes. she's able to control her power. She's... So is she going to continue to control? No, then she loses it, it during a debate. Yeah. God. See, I think that I think the author tried to do too much of, of encompassing an entire world mm-hmm. dystopia uh, scenario. Mm-hmm. I think she should have stuck with like four characters. She should have followed I, her four Or, like, main more characters. locally or something. Yeah, because yeah. she was trying to do some global thing. And like, I can understand explaining globally, like, you know, other nations are yeah. forming gangs and militias and overtaking governments. Like, that was that was yeah. interesting when it was talking about, like, women, groups of women were, were going in the street and taking over and throwing entire local government. Um, but it just got bizarre when it just was too much. Like, she... It's like she did all this to develop these really interesting stories right in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then just like, oh, okay, yep, we've done enough with those characters. Let's move on and do these couple little mini characters. That I don't care about. And then we'll end it all. 
and it, that was like like Tatiana was not really. Uh, I didn't care about her. I didn't care about Daryl, Roxy's brother. Yeah, none of them were really explained well enough no. to where you 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 I was started invested. No, yeah, I liked the the beginning characters. Yeah. I thought they were really neat and interesting. She developed neat storylines from all of them, like the mm. Roxy seeing her mother get killed by these thugs and then wanting to get vengeance and finding out it was her father who had her mother killed. Mm. And there were neat twists, and then the girl who you know was molested out of foster homes and different things and she rises up to become this mother eve and uh mm. you know tundi who becomes the first reporter and margot who's the margot who's the politician those were all strong character lines mm. from what she started with and it was like she took them only halfway to where their potential yeah. is and then just dropped them and off. she's like i'm yeah. bored and then was like "Ooh, let's yeah, start the with character these new development things. i thought was horrid i mean i just yeah. i wasn't invested in any of them mm -hmm. and those were the strongest characters but they really weren't strong mm -hmm. at all i just i didn't care you know i like a book where i have to turn it off or i have to close the book mm -hmm. and then i'm thinking oh when can i read again i can't wait till i can yes. read again mm -hmm. and i had none of that with this book i did not care mm -hmm. to read again at all and yeah i just so we're kind of getting off track here. So the next thing we had on our list was individual impression. My individual impression. Hated it. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Hated it. So I'll tell you, I I liked the idea and I liked the story. And that actually what kept me going is because I was trying to see where it was going to go, like what was going to happen. So I read it you know, pretty straight through quickly because I wanted to figure out what was going on. Did it pay off? I don't know. That's questionable. But, you know, I kind of I kind of enjoyed it just because I like the idea so much. I This is horrible to say, but I kind of thought it was cool that they did this role reversal of where women were now sexually harassing guys. And you'd be like, oh, you know, I dropped a glass. Now bend over and lick up the <laughs> wine off the floor. Or like... You know, that they were being treated like I feel a lot of women are treated. Like, you know, like sex mm -hmm. toys or, you know, just for... I, I thought that was yeah. kind of fun. I, <laughs> so I had a huge problem with that. because what? I So I thought this book started out as a feminist book. Mm -hmm. And I, like I said in my weekly fix, I'm not a feminist. Yeah. I'm not. I'm kind of yeah. old-fashioned. I'm from on from somewhere in the middle of the nation. <laughs> um, and so... <laughs> You're welcome, Cheryl's husband. Um, but I, I'm from just a place that's more conservative, and so I'm kind of old-fashioned in that. And I thought, mm -hmm. oh, okay, this book's all about feminism, which I thought was such a cool, a cool mm -hmm. spin. I thought, what a really cool way to say that we're switching out, um, like role reversal. Yeah. But then when she made women turn where they're like raping men in the streets and they're doing all that, yeah. they, I thought, then now you're actually anti-feminism because now mm -hmm. you're saying women are not would, with power would not be any different from men yeah so now to me this book i thought this is going to be no wonder this is a big book even if it was written awfully mm -hmm. all feminists are gonna be like bam this is our book like this is our jam when women get mm -hmm. the power we're gonna electrocute every yeah. man who messes with us this mm -hmm. is our book until and i got into be that better yeah the world's and gonna be better and then i thought oh my god I can't see how a feminist would like this book mm -hmm. because now you just showed that if women had power and the world was different and men weren't able to treat us this way, mm -hmm. that we would just be just like them. Yeah. So you really just showed 
not anything celebrating feminism. You actually just showed that humans are humans, mm -hmm. and with power, we will use it to degrade other people and yeah, do that's awful a great things. Point. Yeah. And so I thought, oh, okay, this is not a feminist book, and I don't mm. know how a feminist would like this book, the way she took it. Yeah. No, no, I agree. I just enjoyed, um, instead of, you know, reading women uh, getting treated like, you know, shit, basically, I kind of enjoyed reading men getting treated like little sex pigs. And yeah. <laughs> just because, uh, you know, a little bit... A little bit of me was like, ah, vengeance, sweet, sweet vengeance. Yeah, well, I mean, like, like I think we all can agree. We like the idea. Yeah, the idea, the idea was, was a great well, idea. And the, the so here's the thing too is I love that the guys that were assholes got vengeance, like yeah. that were treated like shit or that they were, you know, made to be paralytic or whatever. Mm -hmm. I didn't like when like Tatiana kind of started going a little crazy and she took it a step further. To where she was doing it to nice guys, yeah. even that guys were afraid. Like, she made it so in her country, guys couldn't travel by themselves. They had to have a, they had to have papers that had a woman that vouched for them. Yeah, that's like not okay. Like, they couldn't, like, it completely yeah. went, a, like, a different They were talking about way. killing, like, like, they would only keep one out of every ten men. Because you yes. only needed men around for procreation and how many men do you really need. Yeah. And I thought, like, what? Gross. And then, yeah, they didn't. They so didn't investigate she... boy deaths because they figured that it was well deserved. Like, was she trying to loosely um, parallel the world today, like China with their one one child, you know, the one child mm -hmm. nation? So we we don't need so many men, or I don't know, you know, kind of. How I think that might have led to like her kind of idea yeah, of it that so, women are now yeah. the revered ones, not getting thrown in dumpsters yeah. in countries. Like, right. yeah. and countries. Like now, she was trying to loosely parallel what well, the and world is. I, don't I, know. It was I hope just stupid. And I said this in my initial thing that I hope that this wasn't like her personal political statement, saying like, "Well, the world would be fucked if it was run by women or by men," you know. Or if she was like, oh, we need to come together or something. But I don't like reading people's or oh, like, no, yeah, I don't, I don't want, I don't, I don't want, want someone's, that either. you know, agenda thing. So I don't know. I if promise we'll never read a political book. Yeah. yeah. So, so I'm not sure if that's what she was trying to do or if she really just thought, you know, as she was, you know, writing, she was like, you know, I wonder if it would just happen the same way. Like mm -hmm. even if, because power corrupts, right? Right. So even if right. it was women, that it would just corrupt. Having one person have so much power over the other. You know, you would think that it could even go to the head because at the end, like when they're writing back and forth or, you know, Naomi to Neil was like, oh, wouldn't it be such a peaceful world if men had control? So she was then, you know, saying what we're saying today, like, oh, it'd be so peaceful if women were in control and then women are in control. And then now they're saying, oh, wouldn't it be so peaceful if men are con in control? Like a... I almost wonder if she's an anti-feminist. <laughs> I do. Uh, I just yeah, feel like she's basically... I don't... When I first started this book, I thought, oh my God, I bet this book is huge because of the Me Too movement. Like, we have this mm, whole mm, culture right mm -hmm. now where women are standing up against abusers and standing up saying we're not just sex objects and mm -hmm. we deserve equal respect. And they're standing up saying, you know, if we're sexually violated, we should have protection and mm -hmm. our culture should not outcast us. Um, so I think we're, you know, that's obviously where our culture is right now. And I thought, whoa, this book is now taking the Me Too movement a step mm -hmm. further and saying, now watch what happens and the roles are reversed. 
And so I thought that's what this started out as. Mm-hmm. And then I then at the end now I'm sitting there saying, I think this was her saying we need to get over ourselves that men are better than women or women are better than men. It's not mm-hmm. men or women or gender. It is power and money and corruption and having mm-hmm. that control over other people. Mm-hmm. And it would happen no matter what gender we are. Yeah. It's just human nature. So mm-hmm. I at first I, th- I thought the book was completely... Um, Pro women and and mm. and I don't think anyone will argue. This was one of the neatest um, ideas for a book yeah. I've ever read. I've never encountered a book like this. Um, I was really impressed by w- her storyline and and what the initial development was. Mm-hmm. I do think it had it. shortcomings. Yes, yeah. I yeah, think true. that's where it fell short. Shortcomings, for instance, the writing. Holy uh, cow! Ugh. I could not get through it. I mean, these mm. short, choppy sentences. It was like, so today I was thinking, remember when I used to read Goodnight Moon to my mm. kid, you know? <laughs> Have you ever read Goodnight Good Moon? Night. It was like, Goodnight Good Moon. Good and yes, I mean, short, two, three-word sentences, and I just, it drove me nuts. I mean, it was really like, well, like I said in my fix, mm. you know, see Dick See or see spot run, run yeah. spot run. But was that intentional? Mm. Did she accidentally do that because of her writing star st- or style, or did she do that intentionally, pretending to be Neil's writing style, and that Naomi had to edit? Oh, huh? but <laughs> Naomi didn't edit. She didn't. Inception. Well, but Naomi's Naomi... a terrible editor then, because she may have said, or you know what? Right, expand right. on this." Mm. Um, yeah, Naomi put could have said, "Like together, develop your sentences more." <laughs> yes. Don't use I... Roxy says, Ellie says, Roxy says, Ellie says, Roxy says, Ellie mm. says. Switch it up a little. Yeah, make a change. Yeah. yeah. That's what, so I, I said to you guys a couple times during this week when we were talking about how awful it was, and, and, you know, I went to the very end and read the end, and then I went back and started reading the beginning again just to kind of get a better feel of the roundness of mm. the book and what I missed. Um, and I realized when she is writing without dialogue going on, mm-hmm. her writing's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, it, I disagree. If you you got to go back and read the first chapters to actually. Because you mentioned that and I was rereading it. And, and it, I was wasn't, like, it wasn't yeah, too bad. She has yeah. some good flow to it. It reads like uh, like normal, nothing mm-hmm. exceptional, but it's fine. It's nothing annoying. Like, and I remember not being annoyed with the book until I started getting into dialogue. But yeah. her dialogue reads like a, like a play, like a play. Like a play script. Mm-hmm. It is, it's like, I, I legitimately think we could print out a couple pages of her dialogue and Tanisha could be mm. one character and I could be the other. And we would know exactly when somebody would say what, because it says, she said, Roxy says, <laughs> like, what Cheryl, Cheryl says, says Tanisha says. says, and it, it, the, every sentence starts out with that where it almost looks like, and there's some pages where it looks like a play script. Mm-hmm. It on the the left hand column, there's your character says, this character says, mm-hmm. and and then it's these short choppy sentences where it's so back and forth. And my um, husband who doesn't he he doesn't like reading novels really, 
I even had him read a couple pages and read a couple to him, and he was like, that is terrible. <laughs> like, what in the world? Like, that, I'm so sorry you have to read this. Like, he felt, he, it was really funny. But so it wasn't just okay. um, being hypercritical. It really is a struggle to read. Like, that, Yeah. if you can't yeah. write dialogue well, like, editors, where were you in that? Like, that should have flown a little better. See, and that's kind of why I'm like, was it on purpose? I guess maybe I'm the more optimistic one where I'm yeah. like, was this on purpose? Which is so funny because I all mean, the other books you've been extra And Maybe it's because I picked it. I don't know. That could be. <laughs> yeah, I was I'm really defending sh- my book to the death. Because the last mm. book, um. The Girl Wrote in Silk, was just that author writes incredible. And you hated it. And then this Ugh. book, the author wrote, Ugh. terrible. But the idea is unique. The idea okay. is unique. But the if you can't great, deliver it, if yes. you can't yeah. deliver it in a in a way that makes it, that idea of this book was so fascinating. I should have read that in three days. And I'm not a super yeah. fast reader. So three days for me is like, whoa, I stayed up and didn't sleep. So, like, I should have devoured that book and, yeah. like, been reading it on my lunch breaks because it was just so exciting and I it took me over 30 days to read this book (laughs) I had to literally push myself my husband had to give me pep talks Tanisha gave me pep talks (laughs) it was a whole thing and that is crazy because an idea this good should have just I we shouldn't have been able to put it down and we shouldn't have had to have so many conversations saying now what happened yeah (laughs) Like yeah. touching base and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Please explain to me what just happened. I don't know what I just read. Yeah. I mean, a good book to me, it develops the characters, mm-hmm. which this did not, because it took me forever to even figure out what the names of the characters were. I mean, who the characters mm-hmm. were. Mm-hmm. And I still, they just weren't developed. I didn't care who they were. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about them other than their names, basically. So a good book develops a character. Um, the writing is something that flows and is something that's kind of pleasing to read. And this just was not pleasing to read at all. I just it, didn't like it. It was simple. I just felt like it was super simple. And then when you pointed out like the pair, like that the dialogue was kind of choppy, then I could kind of go, Oh yeah, I, I, I see your point. But so, I mean, it was simple, but it, you know, it was easy to read. I just really like the idea. And maybe it's just because I'm used to reading young adult books and in general those tend to be a little bit more simpler written i don't know i mean i've read a lot of young adult too that's kind of the i I, and i always kind of laugh at myself that that's the category i really like but and not to sound nerdy i don't know if these are nerdy books but like some of my favorite book series were like the shadow hunter and the mortal instruments and like the city of bones those to me were some of the most amazing yes well-written books they had crazy intense storylines they were not easy to follow mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i mean they were all over the place explaining these crazy worlds and different uh characters they had more like five times the amount of characters that this book had mm-hmm. and guess what i've read like 23 of the books that are out between all the series that all intertwine and mm-hmm. they're all different things and guess what i completely was able to follow them all right hmm. that's how it should happen. I should not be that confused by reading one measly book. Right, one measly the book. The Hunger Games trilogy, that book too. I was reading that, and that's a book where I would read, and I'd end a chapter, and I couldn't wait to pick it up again, or I couldn't stop at the mm. end of the chapter because I wanted to find out what happened next. Not, It didn't happen with this book, not yeah. even a little I was, bit. I wanted to find out what happened next because I was confused, and I wanted to figure out what was going on. Yeah, 
but you that, run out see, of confusion. I don't, I don't <laughs> not enjoy, enjoy yeah. that. I don't like that. I mean, I want to read because I am enjoying it, not because yeah. I have no idea what's, what's going, going on. Yeah, yeah it should be like, oh my god, I gotta just power through yeah, this because it maybe something will make to. sense. Like that yeah. is the not the feeling a reader should have in right. a book. So what about the plot? Did we? We kind of. I think we kind of agree that we like. I don't know that we like the plot necessarily. We like the idea of what the plot could have been. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I Um, think that's fair fair to say. But I think it started out pretty strong, and I liked where things were going until about the last 60% of the... Or last... Like, when I got to, like, 50-60%, and it started turning dark, and then phasing out of her main characters and just kind of mentioning them, that's where it got weird. You know, and... I really liked I liked Mother Eve or mm-hmm. Allie or Allison or Eve whatever you want to call her. <laughs> I liked her and I really thought it was interesting because she had this idea that she could change the world as it was now and because she didn't want a war initially. She was trying to and then then she found out that even her own religion she had created were horrible people like her foster mother who was like abusing all these foster kids she had in her name and so then then she understood like okay you're right we need to start anew and then she went for the okay let's just have everybody die kind of scenario but i liked that kind of yeah so i think it was a lazy way to do it really yeah who was who was the voice oh so at first at first because I had to reread this part. At first, I thought, oh, my God, is it the is the it the foster mom? Oh. Because you remember mm. when they're, they talk about how eels not only shock, but they can control, like, other fish's brains yeah, to force them Yeah, I thought that was going to get way mouth. more developed. Mm-hmm. Yes. So then I thought, oh, is this is it that the foster mother had this power all along and she's been manipulating? Wow, I never mm. thought that. Oh, my mm. God. So, like, I thought that. I was like, <clears throat> oh, my gosh, like this lady has actually been doing this whole thing but then it didn't turn out which was a little disappointing because that seemed like it'd be so clever (laughs) again disappointment yeah oh is it gonna be this no oh is it gonna be this no No. well one of the things that so with the the mother voice or whatever that was in her head at first she was saying that the mother always sounded kind of biblical but whenever you had the mother speaking it was always like Honey bun, yeah. oh girl. It, yeah, <laughs> never. Yeah, it was weird. Whatever, whatever you think. I'm like, that, whoops. I'm like, that was not, like, biblical talk at all. I was like, I don't, I don't understand that. Um, and she did make, <laughs> she did make reference to, like, oh, well, that she talked to some prophet before and they wanted a king. So she made it seem like she was the same person that talked to you know in the bible or whatever that so she made it seem like okay she she was that same person but then when you know when eve asked her like are you god she's like no whatever yeah what was that are you the devil like are you the devil well it's more complicated than that yeah i thought that that was really strange and it never really explained who that was and I just thought, yeah. I literally thought it was the power. I thought whatever source the power is coming from, that's where the voice uh, is coming yeah. from. And so I just thought like, oh, and we're going to find, I thought that was going to be the big reveal. Like mm. we're going to find out who, yeah. where this power came from. Not that it was like 
some chemicals put in water during war. Right. And why would it all... I thought that was kind of boring. Like, yeah. why would that all of a sudden just start Activates. and instantly, bam, all these girls have it years later? I thought that that was kind of strange. Like... Well, why didn't it well and this like muscle did no doctor ever notice they had this extra muscle across their collarbone like was that not a yeah. thing that people noticed well yeah. and you know this is just kind of a side note but skein that word every time i read it it just kind of grossed me out skein oh, was yeah. kind of a gross word it kind of it's sort of like moist you know how <laughs> oh my god up by moist every time i read skein i was like ew it's just I don't it know. is kind it of a just gross word. Seemed gross yeah. to me. And then when it would say their, her skein was pumping, twitching, and pulsing, pulsating. Yeah, I know. I just imagine this like gross thing. Yeah, I kept thinking that too. I'm like, that's disgusting. Yeah. And I not that I didn't like the book because of that, because that's okay. I had a hard time reading that part where they talked about. I have the thing with blood anyway, but where they talked about the surgery where they took it out of her and then put it on Daryl. Yeah. I was like cringing. I'm like, yeah, I don't yeah, need to know. That was, I, that was kind of why gross. are you getting a little bit too in I mean, detail? But that, I didn't, those parts of the book I thought were cool. I mean, cause it was kind of like a science fiction book, yeah. you know? So I was reading it like that and that mm. doesn't bother me with that, you know, cause that's kind of cool, weird, cool. And you know, in a weird way, it just, yeah. I just see, and I'm not a prude, but I didn't like all the man rape. Like, I don't think it's okay mm. for men. I wouldn't be okay with an author coming out with a with book talking rape, about yeah. raping a bunch of women and it being, like, it. this thing. So the same reason that I thought it was kind of... And I am not approved, but I just didn't yeah. think it was cool, like, the way I feel like women... I don't know. I mean, and that's a personal belief, but I just don't feel like it would be that way. And I thought, like... I hope it wouldn't. Yeah. And I, I And think I know that there would always be some people that would be would like that and out of spite and trying to revengeance. But I just thought that was a little grisly. Like, it got a little mm. much on some of it. I think she was trying to explain some of it away with that whole drug thing. Because I didn't understand what that had yeah. to do with anything. Yeah, just another weird level. Yeah, where it was just like, oh, look, there's... Oh, this like, crack cocaine makes me stronger, makes me crazy and frenzy, and I look at all the stuff I can do. I don't know. So I think it's important to talk about if we wrote the book, what we would have done it as, like how we would have done it. I always really like to say my opinion, and if I wrote the book, which I didn't, <laughs> uh, but if anyone cares, I would have left my main characters because they all were developed uh, initially mm-hmm. well. I liked their beginning stories. Um, and I wouldn't have made Roxy turn into a, a weird drug dealer. That wouldn't have been a thing. That didn't need to be there. It no, could have been the women learn to harness their powers together. and Or they, you know, kind of the ways that they develop their own power. Why do you have to pull this drug into it? Um, mm. I wouldn't have turned into so much... Uh, it wouldn't have turned into this like evil thing necessarily. It, it's fine to mention in some places being that way, but it being overall that way like was every, a little much. Yeah, like everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, it could. You know, I think it would have been neat to hear some like women unite. You know, uniting and learning mm-hmm. to harness their power and learning really cool ways to use their power. And I like. Mm-hmm. There's just so many things that the direction it went into is not what I would have done. Yeah. I don't think I would have done any of that. I would have. I, I, and it's funny because like I said I'm not a feminist but I kind of would have preferred it 
if it was a feminist book, uh, one about women taking power back and mm-hmm. getting revengeance on the assholes, but mm. then finding a way to better the world because that's what we seem to think that if women were in power, it would be like. I would have enjoyed that storyline more than what happened. Well, and it seemed to go to shit real fast where it's, it took 10 years <laughs> for women to have power and go crazy and to start, you know, murdering guys just for the fun of it and raping them. And they were, you know, the girls in the one scene were like just killing children like they didn't care. Right. I'm like, it took you 10 years. It, t- it takes women 10 years to get it to that point. Really? Yeah. Yeah. No, come on. So I would have written this book a lot differently. Like I would have written actual sentences. Mm-hmm. I would have written <laughs> grammatically Ooh, correct things. Okay, I okay. mean, like I said in my fix, just because you're writing to young adults doesn't mean you have to write like a young adult. I yeah. think you should write like an adult, write a real book. So let me just read these pages to you. Yeah, because this isn't a text. Highlighted here. Yeah. No, this is not a text. Yeah. Steve's nervous cause, C-O-S, cause, there's been a change in the security guard's rota. I don't know what a rota is. And it could be nothing, right? It could be some fuckers had a baby, some other fuckers got the shits, then it all looks different from the outside, even when it's entirely okay and you'll be able to walk in just like normal and get your fucking hourglasses just like fucking normal. The problem is there's been a story in the paper, not a big story, not page one, but page five in the mirror and the express and the daily fucking mail about this new death drug that's killing young men with their whole lives ahead of them. It's in the paper, but there's no fucking law against it yet, not unless it's cut with something else, which this stuff in the fucking hourglasses is, so fuck it. What's he going to do? Stand out here like a lemon waiting to see if PC Plot is waiting by the docks to see if these guards he hasn't ever had a chat or drink with to see if one of those is a copper? It was not Daryl. What? Daryl. I have no fucking idea. <laughs> I mean, as long as we're using no, that was word Jewish. over and over and over. What and I understand, like, talking? some and of it. Who's talking? It's not yeah. a quote. That's the thing. Sometimes it makes, and and I try to be sensitive to the author as far as I would look and say, okay, is she writing like this? Because this is the characters, the way that they they talk. This Mm -hmm. is how the character talks. And she's trying to portray that maybe this person has lower IQ or maybe this person is a little bit more gruff. Mm -hmm. Like I understand that, but there were a lot of instances where it was not a character talking no. So there was that, no reason. That was not in a quote. It is I don't one, know who that was or what that was. And then there's there's times where, um, it, like, the way she would punctuate things, like, mm. just didn't make any sense. And you'd have weird rambling. It just, it didn't flow. That's yeah. the problem. It didn't flow. I hated it. I hated reading it. Yeah. Yeah. I wish, I wish it would have been the story that I wanted it to be. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's sad. That is sad. I don't mean to hurt your feelings about yeah. it, Tanisha. You I would have had Foster Mom be the voice. <laughs> like she, I mean, oh, I kind of like that idea because she, the Foster Mom, would sit in the downstairs while the Foster Dad went up and and was molested doing stuff. his his foster child. So basically, and so she, she yeah. acted all like she would turn up the music and blare the music and act like she was the kind that was too yeah. stupid to like pay attention or just was like do 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 when really yeah. she was this crazy yeah. mastermind. 
Or yes. really kind of a yeah, good Yeah, that would have been good. Or Jeez, I really thought that right. maybe she was just going to be a schizophrenic or something and the voice mm. was just, you know, a voice in her head, schizophrenic voice. And I still am not convinced that it's not. I mean, I really don't know what it is. Yeah, I never really mm. explained who it was. I well, wish it really was a religious thing and that really was a, a, the mother talking to her and yeah. she really was leading this global thing. Because it, it was yeah. confusing because there was a part where it said where the lady said the voice said oh i just tell you what you want to hear yeah so i thought that that was so that's where i was like well maybe it, maybe it is some it, i'm still confused a little bit i'm still confused yeah. but i did really like the idea yeah me too me too okay so let's talk about our reading scale tonight hey tonight we are rating this book on things that make you go poop <laughs> so last episode we did uh, scheduled narcotics was our rating scale. This time it is things, things that make you go poop. So you know Miralax is that really at the bottom of the list yeah. because Miralax it takes a couple days to make it's you gentle. go poop. Yeah, it's, it's nice, very gentle. Nice. Yeah, safe but it takes pregnancy. a couple days. <laughs> and then you can go back up to Senna. Now mm. Senna. Senna a looks crampy. overnight. Yeah, yeah, you can take a couple Senna pills, and yeah. by the next morning, you're pooping. And then you go on up to Mag Citrate. That's Ooh, that that's bottle a guarantee. of liquid. 30 minutes. <laughs> Mix your yeah. Mag Citrate with some 7-Up, and bam, <laughs> things are moving. Drink it yeah. while you're on the pot. Yes. <laughs> Glycerin suppositories, getting up there. As soon as you have to commit to putting things up your butt... <laughs> That's not serious. It's a serious issue. Yeah. So definitely glycerin suppositories. Anytime you have to go from drinking stuff to putting things in your butt, yeah. And I'm in a glycerin suppository. We're talking ten minutes, so yeah. it's pretty it's quick pretty acting. Quick. Yeah. yeah, that'll make you go poop in a hurry. But the number one things that make you go poop rating, Sherilyn. <laughs> Fleet Mineral Enema. Yeah. Yes. An enema. I don't think Minutes. anyone can deny it. Yeah, instantly. Minutes. Squeeze I that mean, up there. You put you some liquid be up your butt. It's liquid coming back mineral. down. It's coming right back. I think just the word enema is a creepy <laughs> word. And if anybody hears that, they're like, oh, stuff is serious. <laughs> like, I'd have an enema today. Oh, no, what's wrong with you? Like, You're dying. You are like two hours away from being admitted to the hospital for like the digital like scooping oh. it out <laughs> like if that doesn't work that's what's going on that, yeah. like, you're getting scooped out by a yeah, nurse that stuff's awesome gloves. oh gosh yeah. so from a scale of Miralax to Fleet Cinema what do we rate this book <sighs> Um, I I personally rate this a mag citrate. Ooh, really? Really? Yeah, I'm again and it's I the writing to me wasn't so distracting that it made me dislike it a lot. It pulled me out a couple of times, but for the most part I got through it. But my main thing is I just really like the idea. And yes, it wasn't executed very well, and I kind of wish it had gone a different way. But I'm just inspired by the idea of it. I I would love to give this 
a Meg Citrate, like a three. Uh, but I just, I can't overlook the fact that I had to go reread things twice yeah. to even get grasp the concept. I feel like, I, I honestly, if this would have been written better and a little bit more well laid out, I would have given it a four or five. The idea is really cool. Yeah. Um, I feel like because of the complete neglect of making it an enjoyable book to read, mm. that I'm definitely at a Senna. I just can't do higher than that. I, yeah. And I feel bad because I think the author has great potential. I just yeah. think that just needed it to make, a, it just needed to flow better. Yeah. So I hear the commonality here is that we love the idea. Yes. But we're rating the book. What are you we're rating? We're not rating ideas. And so for that reason, I really have to rate it a Miralax. What? You hated it that much? I really, really hated it. I love the idea. Yeah. But like I said, I'm not rating ideas because I don't feel like she carried out the idea in the book at all. I just Mm. don't think that she wrote the idea in the book. Every time I kept thinking, oh, I want this idea to go this way, it never, Mm. never came about. And the writing was so atrocious, I just couldn't even read it because it just... Every time I was reading, I get so wrapped up in this horrible writing that I couldn't read what it was saying. Mm. So, I am sorry. It's, okay, well then that officially gives us a rating of a two, which is Senna. So this is a Senna, Senna so rating. This is our so lowest. Tanisha voted a three. Oh, I'm sorry, I voted a Tanisha. two. So mine's the lowest. My pick is the lowest. I'm sorry. Ladies, I'm sorry. Something no, finally it, beat it. out the silent patient. Get it. Uh, our newest book, I'm pretty excited about this one. Um, we are picking an author who's actually reached out to us. Um, she has volunteered to do a Q&A with us, which is huge because she is going to be, um, she's a, a pretty well-known author and has um, several novels underneath her. So we're pretty excited. Look mm-hmm. out for that. Um, yeah. She's been wonderful to talk to. I'm really excited to hear what she um has for us so the um, book is called in the red and it's by dina santorelli and a quick book description of this it's a mystery because this is my pick um and i love (laughs) mysteries and psychological thrillers um but here's just a quick little book description says when kirk Stryker, a respected certified public accountant is brutally murdered in his office in the long island village of gardenia All eyes are on rival Marty Benning, the handsome newcomer whose high-tech firm has been stealing Stryker's business and attention. Muriel Adams, a middle-aged mom who has given up on love, falls head over heels for the charming yet enigmatic Benning. Despite the warnings of friends and family, and when Benning is arrested for Stryker's murder, she is the only one to believe in his innocence. Is Muriel blinded by love? Or is Benning playing her for a fool? In the Red is an emotionally charged contemporary thriller that follows the police investigation, media coverage, and political and economic fallout surrounding this high-profile crime, and ultimately uncovers a dark underbelly that reveals the dangerous places the heart can lead. Mm. Dun-dun-dun-dun! What's the star rating? Um, It is a 4.5. Right. 4.5. And just remind me, what was the star rating on the last one? I forget already. I believe it was uh, like a 4.3. Oh. So 
It was rated wow. pretty high. And The Silent Patient, just, you know, one of the books we hated the most, that book was rated um, insanely yes. high. So, hmm. well, thank you everybody so much for joining us. Um, listening to our fourth episode please share with your friends subscribe on all of um podcasting platforms we would love feedback and we have some really exciting giveaways coming up that we're going to announce in the next um two or three weeks so make sure to follow us on all of our areas so you can get in on some really neat drug dealing booker giveaways drug dealing bookers (laughs) (laughs) thanks guys bye Bye, this is out. bye junkies (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my god. Bye. 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 <laughs>